You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Hey, folks. This episode of 40 Something Podcast with Valley and the Vig does contain some sensitive material and things that might be offensive to some. Of course, we're talking about Matthew Perry's dick. You're listening to 40-something podcast with Valley in the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. Anyway. 40-something podcast, and it's just another manic Monday. Valley in the Vig with you. Mr. Vig, how is the weekend, brother? Not bad. Just uh, easing out of the... Even easing out of the COVID bubble, really. The weather is getting quite nice here on the front range of the Rocky Mountains in Denver, Colorado. And, uh, yeah, we just, we got chock full of all kinds of stuff to actually gab about as far as a 40-somethings perspective. We got, uh, you know, that we got uh, countries orchestrating hijackings. We got Matthew Perry talking to people on TikTok, uh, responding to them on, on dating sites. And uh, <laughs> I want to get know. into that, but we, but we, should we leave- got... Uh, the lead was definitely what's going on. I heard my friend Ryan in the air. That is that his name, Ryan. Ryan Air. I don't know who this guy is, Vig. Who Ryan Air is? But Ryan Air apparently is doing something crazy with the Belarus government. So Ryan Air, uh, Ryan Air Airlines, um, part of an Irish uh, airline, um, was carrying a notable dissident journalist by the name Before of. Before you Roman go any further. And- Oh, before you go any further, Vic, it was an Irish flight. Very, very, very small cockpit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh was so so uh so this this Russian or I'm Freud Freudian slip there. Not Russian. Well, you know what Russia doesn't Bella first of all, it's Belarusian. Belarusia. I, mean, I was looking at Putin's name in the article to cite my sources here as we were getting into this, and I saw his name, and then I went right there. But they have a KGB they as well. well. They have a KGB as well. There's a lot of Russian situations happening with Belarus. So, anyways, go ahead, Vig. I didn't. Sorry to interrupt, but but you have to make an Irish joke every chance you can get. Well, just uh, we're keeping it lively here on the Forty Somethings podcast. Uh, but uh, yes, so this airline gets hijacked basically in the air it was it was turned off turned diverted and brought over to belarus so just to to kind of rewind a little bit make sure the listeners have this story if you haven't heard about this it was a flight going from greece to lithuania carrying a dissident journalist from belarus okay and the belarus government found out that he was on this flight and they intercepted it and diverted it to their capital city and landed it and detained this journalist. Well, there was also 170 innocent people on this flight as well. And then they were allowed to carry on. And so yeah. now uh, this is really like what notable state run uh, hijacking that's happening. Nobody's talking about it, really. Biden is not touching this. Um, you, most Americans probably don't even know this is going on unless you're like, you know, everybody's coming out of their COVID bubble, like like what I was talking about. But it uh, seems like uh, this could be something that starts. Um, it just seems like, you know, we weren't going to get into some of this stuff, but some of the the the, um, 
the flare-ups that are happening across the world now. This is all part of like this coming out of the COVID bubble because we're talking about where there is certain flare-up right now. That's always been something that's gone on for like thousands of years. They've argued over these people, this piece of land, really, essentially. And we're uh, talking about Gaza Strip right now, folks. Yeah, well, you know, not to die, not not to divert, but uh, so now you have this other. So now you have something here with Belarus, and if you've known anything about Belarus. Uh, for you know, former part, some former Soviet Union. Uh, they have a dictator there, Alexander Lukashenko, who is uh, brutal and, ir- and erratic, um, and basically stole his election just recently. And now, this dissident was uh, sparking a lot of um, protests on Telegram and things, and uh, really just being a real thorn in his side. And it just goes to say, you know, this is the second hot spot. So what's going to be the third hot spot? You know, could it be our could it be our border? Um, we're going to have to open the border soon, right? Could that end up becoming a another another? You're going to have these global hot spots now coming out of this, uh, where there's like uh, aggression going on, and uh, just kind of wanted to cover that for the first part of the show in case people had no idea that this was going on. Well, absolutely, and just to kind of go into the background. And a monster advocate and protester of a lot of the things that he feels is wrong. He's a member of what they call a young front party. He's a right centrist in the in in that in that organization. And he was in his teens, his mid-teens, taking taking part in several protests. Um, so this guy has always had a penchant for trying to you know, change the world in some way, shape or form. And I dig that about the guy. I really do because to be that brave and at this age is one hell of a thing. And so to that, yeah, that's fucked. You're having a government, a government hijack a plane, scare the shit out of people, ruin their day. All for this. Well, and from what I can tell, Europe has completely, Western part of Europe has completely said that they want him released. And they are certainly not happy about how Belarus handled this. Overstepping their boundaries. And I have a question for you and for for you guys out there. Does this happen if Donald Trump's president? Sorry, had to ask that question. Well, actually, that's uh, that was some stimulating, thought-provoking statement there uh, to, to to just throw it out there. Um, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of smart people that are, could actually say we don't have the problem at the border. Donald Trump is still president. Oh yeah, I mean, here's the deal with that. I don't think that that is even remotely inaccurate. Donald Trump was a lot harder on the border. I didn't really have a monster problem with his board. I had a problem with the rhetoric he used. I had a problem with him backing up the racism that ensued with it. And he certainly could have handled it a lot better. And there certainly the cages with the, and all that and the way that was handled was horrible. But overall, he was doing a more effective job than's been done in many, many years. Hey, folks, I hated Donald Trump. I still despise the man. But I'm not going to lie to you either. He was better on the border. He was just an asshole about it. Period. And you know what? Overall, 
I mean, Biden's only there. I'm not going to judge him yet, but I don't think that a lot of other countries are going to be as shy to challenge the United States right now. And that is directed to Biden. And that was something that we knew who we voted for. We knew that was going to be part of the deal. But we didn't want people in Germany to laugh at us like they were. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of countries. Yeah, a lot of countries laughed. That's just not just Germany, but you get my point. So the point here is, is that maybe these countries that were not, that were usually ones to challenge, even Russia to a certain extent. Even Russia was a little more chill under Trump overall. There were some things. There's always going to be some things. But on a foreign policy port, I have never been too critical of Trump. And if that's going to cause me to be a Trumpet, that's fine. But if Donald Trump is in office, I don't know if the Gaza Strip's happening as bad as it is. Yes, I know Donald Trump didn't stop it. But I don't know if it would have been as bad as it is. And I certainly don't think Belarus would have tried something on Trump's watch like this either. I mean, we're not doing anything. So that's why Israel is just unloading. Like there is some major slacking going on of, of, of buildings and places that are otherwise just innocent people trying to live their lives to get through a pandemic. Right in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I mean, <laughs> it's just over land, and it's something that I don't think I'm ever going to get. Were we supposed to even go here? <laughs> right? I don't know. I think we were making it. Uh, I, look, I, don't get, I don't get the hatred and anger that these two people have for each other. I don't understand that kind of hate where I want another group of people to be completely blown away from the face of the earth if it's this land or not. And these people are talking about land. You think God really gives a shit about that land? You think he's happy you're killing each other? The God you pray to? I'll say this, and this is all we're going to say about it. It is not anti-Semitic to say that killing it, women and children who are just trying to live their lives wrong. It is not anti-Semitic to call a government out when they're doing fucked up things, including our own government. So if you have anti-Semitic in your back pocket because you don't agree with what Israel does at times, then honestly, you need to look inside yourself and understand it's not about religion. It's about killing each other over land that we deem important from thousands of years ago. That's what it's about. How the fuck are we going to get the show out of this hole? Uh, a young TikTok user who went viral for posting a private FaceTime call she had with Matthew Perry says she released the video to expose how older men in Hollywood are, quote-unquote, taking advantage of younger women on dating apps. A lot of people were saying I'm a bully and mean for posting this. This is a quote. 
and made me feel kind of bad. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of guys in Hollywood are talking to all these young girls. And it's something that I think a lot of people should be aware of. The user Kate Harrelson exclusively told page six of the Daily News on Thursday. We're going to go through this here. Harrelson, who said she was only 19 at the time when she matched with Perry, now 51 on the Elite app in May, said the friend star asked to move their conversation from Raya to FaceTime almost immediately after matching. Did I tell you I got turned down for Raya? I wasn't like cool enough for Raya. I tried to sign up for Raya. And like you have to like know somebody that's already on Raya. That's like a Hollywood person or something, or like a new, or like a Tribeca person or Wait, something. Wait, so this right? is like a private. So it's like a, essentially a private, a a classy, high end, high society Tinder. swinger app, not swinger app, uh, like a twi- what, like an eHarmony, yeah, like a, like a, like a high end elite, tw- you know, uh, Tinder. That is great. So the Los Angeles-based personal assistant, now 20, she said she had matched with other celebs before but doesn't ever talk to older guys. She chose to chat with Perry because she thought, oh, this would be funny. And she's considered considered an influencer, a Gen Zer. Um, She never really watched Friends. While on the FaceTime call, Kate said that Perry suggested they uh, ask each other questions back and forth to get to know each other a little better. TikTok video shows a short click of them playing 20, 20 questions. Uh, none, of, none of them were sexual, but she did feel uncomfortable at the time, especially since she said she was upfront the fact that she was 19. So here's the big revelation, folks. And thank God for dropping this late. What's this, what's this young woman's name? Uh, Kate Harrelson, she's a, um, you know, she's just like an influencer, uh, like a social media influencer, TikToker. She lives in Los Angeles. She's done some, some schedule, like a scheduler or like a page. They call them like pages for like, you know, Hollywood. Yeah, my, my daughter watches them. She's still so. actually smart though. So, okay. So Kathy Harrelson or whatever the hell her name is. Kate. Whatever. Kay Harrelson, Kate Harrelson has come up, come with this great revelation that rich, powerful celebrities that are men want to have sex with young women. In other news, the sky is fucking blue. So why is this getting any attention, Vig? Well, she was said that she was inspired by another viral video shared on TikTok by a user named Navin J, who posted a personal video of Ben Affleck after they matched on Raya. What is up with this? I can't even get on this shit. Well, you're not. I, you're. I mean, not for nothing, man. You're. I mean, Matt Perry or and and who else? Who was the other guy you said? Ben Affleck. What we got the 40, we got the forty something podcast. These guys are gonna like post about us in a couple months. Oh, I love them. I, for good for them, man. Here's the situation, and what this little 19-year-old girl doesn't understand, or 20-year-old girl doesn't understand, is that a lot of girls her age want to be with men that age, and she thinks it's creepy, and maybe it is creepy, but at the end of the day, powerful men 
and rich men and especially celebrities. And you can, I mean, you want to run the list of men who are celebrities that who are in their fifties and married women in their twenties. It is not a very short list in Hollywood folks. So she's trying to enlighten us that, they, that men in Hollywood are creepy in her, in her reactions and her interactions online. She was trying to figure something out. So here's what I can do. Oh, it'll be funny. And she's trying to make herself a celebrity because she's cute enough for a celebrity to want to fuck her. It wasn't your personality, sweetheart. It wasn't your... It wasn't your ability to really challenge his brain. You looked hot and he wanted to sleep with you. That is the case. And a lot of pe people in their 50s and 60s and sometimes our 40s. Yeah, but it's legal. It's cool. And there are millions of women in this world that prefer dating older men and sometimes crazy older men. Robert De Niro. Woody Harrelson. Those are just two off the top of my head I can name. It's the way it is. And as is long the as the 19 and 20 and 20-year-old 20 girls are sleeping with these celebrities, they're going to keep on happening. And she's looking for her three minutes of fame, and it's moot. So I don't know anything else about her, but it's a bullshit story. She's just trying to get famous. Well, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just say that I haven't per perused in, in my day and that I, you know, and that I haven't uh, had some situational things over the years as well. But uh, I don't know. These guys are like. Hey, hey, let's, go, like let's get into this. Who's the young. What's the biggest difference in age and women you've slept with? Uh, uh, 3822. You dog. Or was she? Or was she thirty-eight? Ooh, even no. next year. No, but I actually had that chance at twenty-two, and it was a uh, an old alumni that I went to school with that was part of the college radio station, and like we met from the same. It was like a reunion, and then but she was like, "Oh, you work for ZZO," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's like it's not what it's not what you think. I'm not like an on air. I'm not really on air that much, and you know." Whatever, but she was just like totally like thrilled that this person from out. You didn't like, sleep. East. You didn't. You didn't sleep with a thirty-nine-year-old woman when you had a chance. You know how good thirty-nine-year-old women are in bed. Jesus. And I could add a cougar at twenty-two. I met her at this bar. Um, that I don't. I don't. You would know it was in Allentown somewhere. You would know the name of the bar. It was like Cannons or something. Jelly beans. I don't know. It was like a real kind of a hip heady, hippie thing bar. Uh, it's like right around the kind of like the 19th street theater area. But anyways, uh, not to, not to get too off, but maybe this is just, you know, no, this is a, no, well, it's, it's, it's the reason just, I'm asking. We met and we had a beer and she bought me dinner and like, I, and like my mom asked me the next day and then she just didn't say anything, but she was like, had a smirk on her face. And then I started talking to some of my friends <laughs> and they were like, I'm pretty sure this girl is trying to get, I'm pretty sure this woman was trying to get you in the sack, bro. Did you even know that that she was trying that she was seriously seducing you? That, it, I, I didn't really, I didn't really have an idea, and I wasn't that attracted to her in the first place. So I just didn't sleep with her. But I could have, I could have had a cougar at twenty two, probably. I just, well, you could have had kind of, a, you could have had an insane night of sex. I uh, just, you know, I was a late bloomer. We've been through this before. I was nineteen when 
and then uh you know, there's, I think about it over the years. There's definitely a couple of areas where I was just like, whoa, my head just wasn't in the game. Had my head been in the game at that time, and I was actually picking up on what was being, picking up on what they were laying down, <laughs> I probably just would have got laid on principle a whole lot more. Um, no, you would, you would need both. I'll tell you what. And the youngest, mine was 38 and 24. So I, I wasn't too... I wasn't too far behind you, you know, I, so I, you know, but my point is, is that it takes two to tango. And are you going to tell an 18 or 19 year old or a 20 year old or a 21 year old woman that she can't sleep with a 50 year old man? That's powerful and rich. It's probably going to buy her a lot of nice clothes and take her on great trips and get her to meet other rich celebrities who you could sleep with and leech off. If this girl had any brains in her head, she would have slept with Matt Perry and leached off of his personality that way. But this woman thinks she's so talented that she's not going to need to. And she's going to find out yeah, that she's wrong. So si- single, single, not, not as of today, apparently. This is, we'll get to this later, but not as of today. But single Ben Affleck is allegedly swiping right on dating apps when he's not meeting up with his ex-fiance, J-Lo. Uh, TikTok user named Naveen J went viral on Monday after sharing a private video. The Gone Girl actor, 48, allegedly sent her to confirm his identity on the Raya dating app. Thinking of a time I matched with Ben Affleck on Raya and thought it was fake, so I unmatched him. And then he sent me a video on Instagram. She captioned the clip, which has now received more than 3 million views. This is where we are now. This is our world. You know, the, you know, the other part of this, dude, is that we didn't say when we talked about the last one, why are these rich celebrities going on dating apps? Yeah. And video and being video recorded. Are they really not thinking people in this day and age? Like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing, Ben Affleck? Why are you on a dating site? Tell you what? Talking to him. Yeah. This girl is smoking. No, holy smokes. And, uh. She, he's actually been spotted as of two hours ago in Miami with J-Lo. I think they're actually – there's something going on there. They're hanging out. That's, and is, by the way, is Jennifer Aniston and Ben – and uh, Adam Sandler? No. I love that movie, Adam by the way. I highly recommend uh, Mystery uh, – They had a couple of them, didn't they? Didn't they have another one? Where she was, his, she was just his secretary. <laughs> but yeah, so when we go talk about these celebrities, it's just what it is. Is it's just one of those shitty things about life that now we can see on a daily basis because everybody has access to everybody. This is nothing new. Just like cops beating and killing black people is anything new. It's just everyone has videotape to prove it. Cops beating black people, and uh, yeah. Powerful are, men sleeping with hot young women. But yeah. Oh. But then just like the, the normies getting with the Hollywood people, like they always are tweeting. Like, how many times do you have you heard like your boy say, Oh, I, I tweeted at LeBron last night? The... I mean, I've heard conversations when people have said that. I've actually heard it. It's weird because it, but that, those people are usually really weird in virgins in like their mid 20s. Like, I don't know. I think this girl likes me. I just tweeted at her and she liked it. Uh, I just tagged I her on totally. Facebook and she liked it. 
I totally trolled Mark Cuban on Twitter and said that uh, <laughs> I didn't. Need, I didn't even need to go on Shark Tank because, and this kind of actually happened. I won't get into this because I actually really respect the project, and we were just talking about it earlier. But their, but their founder, tweet had like a little Twitter war with Mark Cuban. It was kind of a wasted opportunity. He could have gotten him in on his investment in his coin, and uh, he kind of blew it. So you know, yeah, it's not a good thing to troll a powerful billionaire. But I think some of these guys have such they're such they're so into their blockchain and they think it's going to be so big that they don't need this these billionaires because they're billionaires anyway because they got they became billionaires off Bitcoin back in 2013. Yeah. When Bitcoin yeah. was like $40. By the way, I said that about tweeting at billionaires and I've tweeted at Donald Trump like 10, at least 10 times. So <laughs> So there's that. But yeah, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of smart people are very, very confident that this cryptocurrency thing is going to take off. And I hope you guys were listening to it last week. The very first Tales from the Crypto Keeper. And we're going to have another one uh, coming up in probably a day or two because there is a little bit of a rebound for those of you who are into the cryptocurrency thing. There is a bit of a rebound. After the Sunday death oh, yeah. spiral. Yeah. Yeah, we, we which we did go into quite extensively. And actually, we didn't even – we recorded on Saturday when it was looking really bad before it looked like almost even Armageddon. Worse. Yeah. And, and by the way, it became Armageddon for many, many people because so many people bought in on Bitcoin between forty and 55000 mm-hmm. so, And every yeah. one of those people lost everything they had ever gained and then some. Sure. Yeah, there was measurable – uh, data that said there was a lot of young coins, a lot of young Bitcoins were sold, and uh, they were sold in the forty and fifty dollar range, which was, means was the you know the average Joe retailer who bought Bitcoin just totally got out of it, based off and lo- lost their position completely. This started a cascading effect through the weekend and started to hit other more more maverick type traders who were trading Bitcoin on leverage and were losing it because it was dropping so fiscally. And then I said earlier, when we were talking on the phone, imagine basically falling through glass ceiling after glass ceiling after glass ceiling. And that, that was basically what that Bitcoin replicated. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm willing to think there's a lot of people that are out, um, out of their stimulus check this morning, um, out of a lot of things, made, made life a lot ha- harder. Honestly, the reason why I, um, fared out of it because I actually don't I don't I don't hold any Bitcoin at this at this time, and um, I'm so long and I got in so early that it, it just you know caused caused some pretty thick ripples, um, but uh, was able to make it through. But there was some people. There's some stories on Reddit this morning where people were ab- absolutely liquidated um, their entire position, um, and then and then at a loss really. So. Yeah, that's what you're like when you get into cryptocurrency. You know that there's a risk. You know it. And you know that there's a risk with all the things you've cited before. You know there's a risk with government intervention in terms of regulations and in terms of taxes. Which is coming. Which is coming. Which is so, coming. And it, this is and that's that's probably when that happens, this is probably gonna make this look like peanuts. Right. That'll be the next that'll be so there'll be another peak to this later on this this year or early next year, but it'll it'll then be hit when they'll just announce regulation one day. 
out of nowhere. Yeah, this was a per- this was a perfect storm of such. You had the Elon Musk tweet with China government coming cracking down, with then our government saying, and then just people getting completely freaked out that they had lost their position so much, sold, then caused another cascading event in the leverage trading area, which honestly you should really never leverage trade. That that is a maverick. That is some casino maverick shit right there. But I tell you what, you mad you master that you you can really make. $50,000 one day, one trade. How would you do that? Go ahead. Give me a scenario that's possible. Well, I believe that with, with the, you would just, um, what, once you set it, it's like you, you see, you buy it, say 38 or something, then you set a long. And then once you hit that long, say that long is like 70, 72. Once you hit that, you get everything else in there. Plus something else, uh, that's involved. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, um, it's very, very risky, especially in something like cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin. It is risky on uh, on, on just Wall Street, but uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. This is much more volatile than most you, Wall Street stocks. You're basically you're using you're borrowing capital, so it'd be like buying on a credit card or something at a much higher potential return on your investment. This allows you to open positions that are significantly larger than what you originally, your original capital would otherwise allow. So when you lose that, or that just falls through, and you liquidate on a leverage trade, you've not only lost what you gained, you've actually lost the credit that you took it out on. Now you owe on that. (laughs) Well, I'm sure a lot of people try doing that too. In fact, and I'll tell you what, if you're not used to these dips, this was my second one I, d- I dealt with. And this one, though, wasn't too bad because I didn't buy in until Saturday. But I still had to deal with Sunday. Sure. So we lost 2000 on Sunday, but uh, or, or whatever it was. And then we, you know, we got back, say, you know, the 2000 plus we got another grand. So we've I'm, I'm in the blacks in, on my recent investment. So that's a good thing. Uh, now how, how are you guys doing out there? We know a lot of you guys are into the crypto that we are. Give us a shout out on Facebook. Shout out us on Instagram. Hit us up at the, the email, which is what, Vig? Valley Vig. Those are V's there. V is in Victor's. Valley Vig at uh, 08 at gmail.com. So don't forget the 08 after Valley Vig, all one word, at gmail.com. The show came to a screeching halt right there. But then we picked Before I pulled it out of it, dovetailed perfectly with what you had said, but you said, how are you going to get us out of this now? And you nailed it. like that. And thank God for Matt Perry of Friends for trying to bang that 19-year-old girl who wants to be famous. I mean, she really should have had sex with him and took a picture of his penis. That would have been, she would have been much more popular that way. Could we call him Chandler, by the way? I think most people know him as sure. Chandler. Sure. I don't know. We'd have to always get valleyvig08 at gmail.com. Uh, drop us a line and let you know what you th- what you would think. Maybe our two or three female listeners will let us know about that one. Dick poll. Dick poll. We're going to have a yeah, dick poll. Yeah. The very first dick poll on 40 Seltons podcast. Had it had to happen sometime. So 58, right? No, episode 58 was a- And you know they got a couple of women that were probably tossed around in there. There's probably some Hollywood groupies. There's a couple that, I guess that would be, I, I almost said brother, but I, I heard that was actually a, a racist term. So I'm not going to use that word. 
Oh, okay. Well, you know, times are very charged these days. And um, I didn't know it was racist you know, until you told me you, you said it. <laughs> oh, going back to that when I was talking about native people in Quebec. Yes. Okay. <laughs> back I think I made it up. Four, I think it was. I made an apology on it. 59, Vig! 59! Yeah. Yep. How are we on the report? How are we on the summer camp reports? What do you have to tell us? What good news do you have to tell us about your summer camp ticket? I don't. I don't have it yet. That's not good news, but... Vig, we had a conversation last show. Or was it the show before that? It was the show before that. It wasn't on the crypto show. And I told you I was going to ask you every time on the show until you oh. get your ticket. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. just one of the times. So me and the listeners, me wants to know, I and the listeners, I should say, want to know when you're going to buy your summer camp VIP ticket. We're just, it's not, just when. It's not a hard question. I don't know. I don't know when. I was uh, so what had happened was I actually got a three day pass to Humphreys at the Rocks and then I put in for a cheese one as well, string cheese incident at Red Rocks. So if I get these two and I get my summer ticket, camp ticket, I'm like, oh, this is like I like. So I need to like know where I'm going to sit. Either I'm going to sell some of these off. Or the whole, some of them all, and then yeah, just get the summer camp ticket or figure out. Uh, well, I, I actually didn't think I was going to score in the lottery like I uh, like I have. And I don't think it was as hard of a ticket as you guys think it was going to be. I think a lot of people are coming out of COVID very slowly. And, and then there is actually 70, 75% of, uh, well, at least six, 60% of the country is not vaccinated at all. And I, and I feel like there's a lot of people, and Rand Paul, I think, was one of them, just that they didn't want to do it because they don't want to get a, a vaccination. Mm-hmm. So here are these people. They don't want to put their masks on. They don't want to get a vaccination. And uh, they still don't want to get a, their masks on. And they don't give a shit. Like, explain that to me. Can't you just meet people at least a quarter way? We're, we're still mostly meeting. We're still mostly wearing masks in Denver. I was at the UPS store. That was a requirement there. Um, the laundromat, they didn't care. Um, outside, it's basically pick them one for one. Mask, no mask. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like there's definitely a bunch of people either not getting the vaccination or haven't gotten the vaccination yet. And they're definitely just going with the masking because they don't want to get coronavirus. And then these these same type of people perhaps will just forego seeing live music event because they don't they don't believe in getting vaccines at all. First off, and especially this one. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, has so what has Bill Gates told you in your ear since we, you got the chip put implanted? He's been telling me that Jeffrey Epstein definitely didn't kill himself. 